here. Welcome to the third annual Botska Ceremony. Da, 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 da. I'll put some proper music Stuff. in there, but yeah, cool. And music. <laughs> I'm excited. I love doing the Botskas. How are you, Nick? I'm great. Welcome all to the, the greatest night of the year. All those celebrities are here. Yep, loads of them. Yep, all those ones from all those movies. We've even let Will Smith in. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> On his own. Yep, just him though, not his missus. No. He's the only one here. Yep. No. It's <laughs> just him. Me, you and him. Could be uh, uncomfortable. <laughs> Slap over us. How are you doing, Nick? I'm great. I'm excited. I'm ready to hand out some awards. Me too. What Go are on. we here? What are we doing? We're doing. We're our... bottom of the stream. Yes, we are. World, World famous. famous. Bottom of the stream podcast where we are on a never ending search for hidden gems lurking at the bottom of the Netflix stream. Yeah. So we've done six seasons of that now. We have. The This award ceremony will cover season five and season six. Correct. So the latest two seasons, obviously. That's how numbers work. <laughs> So yeah, we've got 10 awards to give out tonight. Yes. And we've got two people who will be inducted into our Captain's Gallery. The Captain's Gallery is our Hall of Fame. Yeah. So so you get your picture on the wall in here yeah. on the stream boat. Indeed. So yeah, we've got we've both got a nomination for that each. Join the illustrious members who are already here. Yeah. So uh, before we do it, should we do a little pre-show? Okay. Let's do the pre-show of Let's Run Through Season 6's Films. Okay. Yeah. We're going to recap where they ended in the We're going to the recap stream the table. stream table for season six. Because if anyone is new, weird times to join, but that's fine. <laughs> what we do... Join next week. What we do <laughs> every week, we randomly select a movie from Netflix. Yes. We talk about that movie. Yep. And we will place it in our stream table. We yep. do 25 movies in a season. Yeah. Arbitrary nice number. Yeah. Uh, hence... Then we rank them against each other, basically. basically. So we end up with the top of the stream and the bottom of the stream. We do. And 23 films in between those two. <laughs> so what we're going to do, I'm going to read out the list in order from 25 to 1. Yeah. Every time I say the name of a movie, you're going to tell me the first thing that comes into your head. Okay. Whatever it may be. Okay. Okay. You excited? Yeah. It's a little game. Do, can I game. use as many words as I want? Many words as you want. Okay. doesn't have to be a one word review. You can just say what you think. doesn't even have to be about the film. Just the first word that comes into your okay. head. Okay. So... The bottom of the stream for season six of the bottom of the stream movie shows was The Fuck It List. The worst film we watched this season, apparently. Horrible, rich, vain, vapid people. Yeah, it was horrible, wasn't it? Shit film. 24 was Werewolves of the Third Reich. Werewolves. That is a heck of a tagline for that film. There are Question mark. barely any werewolves in a film called Werewolves of the Third Reich. 23 was Secret Obsession. Boring. I barely remember that I, film. I think it might be pound for pound the most boring movie we've ever seen. Oh, that's a big In terms point. of just... I think you're right. We've seen this. worse. We've seen worse. Yes. But it was just... <laughs> boring. Really boring. Really boring. And is that the worst crime of all? If, in my movie. eyes for a movie, yeah, probably is. Uh, 22 is Get In. <laughs> sex. There's <laughs> yeah, a weird sex scene in the credits. Uh, yeah. I Just closing credits. Just sex. Absolutely going at it. We might talk about that more later on. 21, Bloodbath at the House of Death. Dated. Dated. Very dated. Outdated. 20, Anti-Life. Bruce Willis, I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you, Bruce. We apologise for that episode. But it still wasn't a good movie. <laughs> it's still a terrible movie. But we sympathise. 19, American Mary. The second 
best movie we saw this season about people having a fetish about chopping bits off other people. It's weird that we did two, wasn't it? <laughs> 18 was Time Freak. Oh, an absolute mess. Yeah. Good cast. Really problematic. It was the time travel movie starring Asa Butterfield, Butterfield and, and Sophie Turner. And the guy like Gizondo. Did not hang together. No, it was quite all. problematic at the end as well, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, 17 was the holiday calendar. It was our Christmas movie. Christmas schmaltz. Yeah. It was fine. Yeah. It was just a Christmas film. Uh, 16 was Destruction Las Vegas. Malcolm in the middle of a hurricane. <laughs> I feel like that's quite low for that film. Uh, 15 was a classic horror story. Oh, it, disappointing. Could have been much better. It was a weird Italian, but not weird enough horror movie. Yeah. Uh, 14, The Perfection. The best movie we saw this season about people with a fetish <laughs> about cutting limbs off other people. Yeah, weird that we've seen two of them this season. <laughs> 13 was Flying Monkeys. Season finale, that was. I don't know what I can add to the word, to the title of the movie. No, nothing. It's about flying, flying monkeys. monkeys. It's about flying monkeys. <laughs> Twelve containment, the opening movie of the season. Weird that they're next to each other. Plucky little British movie that if you told me twenty five weeks ago was going to finish halfway up, I don't think I'd have believed you. No, probably not. It's all right though. It's, it's fine. It's fine for what it is. Uh, Eleven, Arlo the Alligator Boy, the only animated film we've ever done on the show. A Lovely family musical animation. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Got a couple of earworms in there, hasn't it, as well? Yeah. A couple of good songs. So we're hitting the top 10. Number 10. He Never Died. Fun undead punk rock singer. <laughs> yeah. Fine, it was. Uh, number nine. I don't feel at home in this world anymore. Uh, Frodo Baggins with Ninja Stars. <laughs> yeah. If that's not going to sell a film to somebody, <laughs> I don't know what is. Well, I don't know what more we can do to sell that movie. Number eight, Before I Wake. Uh, shit butterfly movie. <laughs> Fuck off. There's two that divided us in this season. We'll probably come to them a bit more. But Before I Wake's a great film. No, I didn't, it's a really, I didn't really good time. Seven, Aerie. Oh, right, right. Look, look okay. let's just go here for a second. Okay. I feel like we've done this to death, <laughs> but let's do it again. I might like it more if it's got some really terrible performances in it. Yeah, the, yeah, I'd give you that. The two adult cast members. And that drags it so far down. Anyway, okay. fair enough. Seven Aries. French futuristic fight club. Yep. Say no more. Six good time. Yeah. <laughs> Our pats. Hectic, chaotic, feast for the senses. Needed a cigarette afterwards. Very much so. I I didn't like it at all. I I. They're the two films that divided us before I wake in good time, and I would I would switch them, and you're happy with where they are, I guess. Yeah, there's there's no way before I wake's better than good time. Not in anyone's mind, <laughs> far from yours. <laughs> uh, number five, we're in the top five. Orbiter nine. Um, biggest surprise, yeah, of the season for me. Really nice twist. Came really early on in the film. Yeah, and then they just went with it. Hello, my name is Doris. New girl. <laughs> new old girl new old girl Sally Field just acting her socks off yeah uh, number three what happened to Monday uh, balls to the wall stupid sci-fi fun yep great uh, number two under the shadow that made me shit myself <laughs> did it actually which I, that, that, that jump scare oh yeah yeah that's a proper good jump scare yeah it? okay 
And the season-winning top of the stream film for the bottom of the stream season six was Apostle. Grimy, grainy, horrible, muddy, great. fun time. Great, great film. Really Visceral. Really great film. It's dirty, it's horrible. Like you say, it's dirty, it's horrible, but it's really fucking good. Yeah. It's really good. Apostle's great. Some of the acting performances in that are second to none. Yes. That top three, I think, are all brilliant films. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think I think they're really strong. I, I think it's possibly the strongest top ten we've ever had. And I think the bottom ten are dog shit awful. And I think they're probably all some of the worst films we've ever seen. It's been a fun season, though. What do you think of the season overall? Uh, I, I think strong. I think you've been I think you've been harsh. I, I, I think am, yeah, I think it's definitely not the top bottom I, ten. I, I think the top the bottom three are some of the worst three we've ever seen. The fuck it lists, uh, Werewolves of Third Reich, Secret Obsession are right down there. Uh, get in's really bad, but it's weird. Um, Bloodbath of the House of Death was probably good in the eighties. Uh, I I think there's something to like about nineteen of those movies. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. I'd probably agree with that to be honest. To, to vastly varying degrees. The bottom six are pretty bad. Which compa- compared to season five, which we'll also have some nominations in for this year's awards. Yeah. Um, season it's, five was it's, it's a much pretty, stronger pretty poor. table. A, yeah, it is a much stronger table than season five. Right, shall we move into the ceremony itself? Let's do it. Welcome. Mm. Open the doors. Shall we uh, Shall we start with our first award of the evening? Yes. How do you want to do this? Do you want me to read the nominations? We can take it in turns if you Yeah, want. take it in turns. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Me to read this one, you to read the next one. So the first, do you want to do this one or shall I do this you, one? You carry on. Okay. The first award of the evening we are giving out is for what we dub as the weirdest naughty. Yeah. So that is the most out of place, unusually positioned sex scene in a movie. Yes. Or it, or, also, or it also could be just the, the position in a movie was fine. The position in a sex scene. <laughs> it's a weird sex. <laughs> it's a weird sex scene in a movie. Uh, we've got four nominations for this one. Yes. So we are nominating, firstly, Kira Cedric and Bill Skarsgård in Villains. Which, technically, they never actually did the sex. They didn't actually ever do the sex. <laughs> but was an incredibly creepy seduction scene, <laughs> if I remember rightly. It was. From the, the film that won season five. It did. The top of the stream in season five. Uh, the second nomination is Closing Credits from Get In. Yeah. That's just a dude absolutely <laughs> going to town on his missus. Uh, the third nomination is Death by Naughty from Urge. Yes. And the fourth nomination is Pandorans in a Hot Tub in The Hunger Games. The Hunger Games. Hungover Games. games. <laughs> that would have made, the, that would have made the Hunger Games much better. <laughs> so we've got four to pick from there. Anything jumping out of you straight away? Uh, I think, unlike a lot of categories we'll get into, this is quite an easy winner for yeah, me. I agree it's, wholeheartedly. It's the closing credits from Get In. It's completely... The closing credits from getting it's so out of place where where our lead character suddenly gets his mojo back yeah and we just having seen like a torture porn horror home invasion type movie yeah we just get five minutes of these two just like say proper going up going to town on each other yeah over the credits yeah it's very strange i i i don't think there's even any need to talk about any of the others <laughs> I genuinely don't. I think Pandorans the, in a hot in a hot tub was very strange. But de- the death by naughty and urge was also remind death me in, death in a hot tub. Wasn't it? The, oh, of course, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't. Picture Dude it couldn't in my head. go on anymore. Yeah, but yeah, it's the closing credits. It's the closing credits get from getting. Congratulations to get in and the uh, the two stars of that film for <laughs> winning the first Botska Award of the evening. We want to move on to the second award. Let's do it. Uh, where is it? There it is. 
The second award of the evening is for the most memorable moment. Indeed. And I think we've got some interesting contenders here. Okay. The first nomination is the plot twist in Orbiter 9. I'll read them out first. Read them out and then we'll discuss them, yeah. The second nomination is hiding the cell phone in the invisible guest. The third nomination is the corkscrew torture table from Apostle. The fourth one is crashing a car on an empty straight road in Left Behind. (laughs) Yes. And the final one is Dr. No Arms or Legs from American Mary. That's my favourite, Dr. No Arms or Legs. (laughs) Right, I I don't feel this one's as clear cut. No. Um, I think we're a mixture of discussion. Ludicrous and funny. Yeah, there's a mixture of ludicrous and actual proper good bits in this category. Yes. Orbiter 9, for a serious moment, yeah. was a proper good plot twist. 100% 20 minutes into the 20 movie. 20 minutes into the film, it completely made that movie what it was. <laughs> Where it turns out uh, the the lady who we thought was out in, in space... Who she thought was out in space. ...hurtling towards uh, exploring a new planet, who actually turned out was being held underground on Earth yeah. as an experiment. An experiment. Made the whole movie. It really did. Turned it on its head. Great moment. Yeah. Similarly, in the Invisible Guest, uh, the the moment where the the lady is trying to hide the cell phone in the house of the guy who's rescued her, only he is ringing his son who has died in the car accident she has just been involved in, uh, was incredibly tense. So tense, really, really tense. Uh, yeah, the, that's right. I really remember that. So it's memorable. It's the best part of a good movie. Yes, that was it was. Uh, Apostle, which won season six, yes, had several memorable moments. <laughs> yep. We have picked that from this. Uh, <laughs> the corkscrew torture table. Yeah. So this was a really crazy moment in this film where it, it's the most memorable moment from this movie, definitely. So the guy, the main kid in it, I think it was called Jeremy, yeah. was strapped down to a table and his head was hollowed out with a corkscrew. Yeah. And then a little... Was it an acorn or something was put in there, wasn't it? Was uh, it was a, a rose petal. A rose petal, yeah. Um, it also, was, also while a coup for the island is going, going on. on around them. And they, they don't hold back on the visceralness of that. Yeah. You get to see right down into that hole, into his brain. Yeah, it's a really memorable moment from a very memorable film. Those three, <laughs> all really dramatic, memorable for a good reason. Yes. We then have uh, the Stone Cold Nicolas Cage classic movie left behind yep which we watched in season five we did which (laughs) we've also then (laughs) since then watched the original film of that and both of its sequels yes uh (laughs) which you can uh we did through discord in a watch along um join our discord please do loads of fun going (laughs) on in there Uh, at some point towards the climax of this movie nicholas cage's daughter drives a car down a partly completed road there's nothing on the road and she managed to crash the car <laughs> and it's just fucking hilarious. She's trying to get everything off a road yeah. to, so the plane can land on this partly constructed highway and then crashes a car on a straight bit of road. Yeah. It was hilarious. It's it was really so funny. funny. Unintentionally stupid. Uh, and then finally, Doctor No Arms or Legs <laughs> from American Mary. Yeah, that was a, a real left turn for that movie, wasn't it? Yeah, this is our lead character, Mary. She's been abused, raped by a, a doctor at teaching yeah. school uh, and it turns out halfway through you the movie... teaching school? Teaching school, yeah. 
<laughs> it just didn't sound right when you said Why? it. Why? Because it's like, that's what all schools are. It's a hospital teaching school. Yeah, teaching, all schools teach things. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> Pretty sure it's a real phrase. Uh, it just didn't, it sounded weird when you said it. And it turns out she's chopped his arms and legs off and been keeping him alive. Yeah. On a meat hook. Yeah, it was quite the reveal. <laughs> it, was, it was like, wow, okay. Because he hadn't been in the film for ages. No. And all of a sudden he just turns up with no arms or legs on. Yeah. Is there anything jumping out of you as the winner of that category straight away? I think there's a case for all of them. I agree. I think there's a case for all of them. To be honest, it depends what kind of mood I'm in. <laughs> um, I the the corkscrew torture table jumps out at me. Yeah, but I think it's just because it's such an epic moment. It's such a great film. But I kind of also want to give it to Crash in a Car on an Empty Straight Road, <laughs> <laughs> just because it's so ludicrous and really funny. I mean. But then the twist in Orbiter 9 is also Yeah, I, I kind of think that's what I'm drawn to. I think I think I want to rule out the cell phone and Dr. Arms, no arms or legs. Yeah, I think those two get ruled out, even though they're both great scenes. <laughs> and, 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 oh yeah, Left Behind, it's tempting. It's, it is tempting. It's, those movies mean quite a lot to us for no reason <laughs> for whatsoever. No, yeah, for some <laughs> reason we just, we, we took Left Behind under our wing and ran with it. I don't know, I think the twist in Orbiter 9 makes that whole movie. It's the hinge for the whole thing, it isn't is, it? Yeah. And that's why that ended up so high up on the screen. And we do table. often compare about how we have twists that are shit or yeah. to, or don't add anything. So it was maybe nice to have one that actually... But is it a memorable them. moment? I think so. When when that dude walks out into the forest. Yeah. I don't know if it's more memorable than the other two. No, I'd, I don't either. I, I The more I think about it, the more I want to give it to Left Behind. Just because... I just remember watching that and just like wide-eyed laughing at I it. burst out in, in, when she she crashed the car. <laughs> just for, for no reason. No reason whatsoever. It's got to be that, hasn't it? Let's do it. <laughs> Congratulations to Nick Cage and Left Behind. You've won a, won a Botska. Who'd have thought that would happen? <laughs> Move on to the next one. Yes, please. This is, this is my uh, favourite. One of my favourite categories, I think. Okay. Because I love a batshit crazy movie and this is most batshit crazy movie of the last two seasons of Bottom of the Stream. The nominations are All My Friends Are Dead, Time Trap, Paradise Hills, A Classic Horror Story, Flying Monkeys, and The Perfection. For some reason, Nick's written all of those with no spaces in them. <laughs> I don't really know why, but it's, that's what's happened. I think it may have been a formatting error the in the software. The space broken on his phone, maybe. <laughs> Anything jumping out at you straight away there? Yeah. All of them? All, <laughs> all of those films are batshit crazy. They are. But that's a fact. All My Friends Are Dead is jumping out at me. Yeah. Because it's the house party movie hmm. where every, it, that ends up in an absolute massacre. Yeah, is it Polish? It was. Yes, it is. And what I liked about it is it was actually quite disciplined. Yeah. Because the first scene in the movie, you see the cops walking around the aftermath of this party. Yeah. And then the movie keeps its powder dry for about 50 minutes yeah and you just know something's gonna happen but we're not what's sure gonna where. set this off what's yeah. gonna set this off what's gonna set this off and it happens everyone ends up dead this is a huge house party and it's fucking crazy <laughs> it is it's absolutely meant it's such a, it's so much fun but it's it's batshit crazy yeah jumping forward into time trap time trap is a time travel movie yeah where some explorers go into a cave and get stuck there for millenniums. But also, there are people there who are trying to find the Fountain of Youth. A spaceman so, fights some cavemen? Yeah. <laughs> yep, they've been stuck there for millions of years while trying to find this Fountain of Youth. 
And then at the end of the film, the the world's ended and we're all on a spaceship. Yeah. That's what actually happens in that film. And then you get down to Paradise Hills, which is about... Young ladies being reprogrammed for society. Yeah, etiquette training yeah. and stuff. But well, also, you think. Yeah. And then you find out that it's actually being run by a, a lady who's actually a rose bush. Yeah. <laughs> Who eats flesh. Who eats flesh. A vampire rosebush. Yeah. And then sends out... Is, is surgically altering other women to go and take yeah, her food's basically place. basically cloning the women. So she's eating the girls and then sending other girls back. Yeah. Now moving down to a classic horror story. Uh, we mentioned it briefly earlier. It's a Italian horror film. Yeah. That's not really... It's about a man making a horror film. It turns out he is in a horror film. Yeah, he's making a snuff film. It's, it's, a, it's the old... Weird cabin full of local murderers. Fly Monkeys is about flying monkeys. (laughs) Says it all on the tin. Uh, It's about a monkey. If you kill a monkey, two monkeys come back. Unless you kill it with some blessed weapons that are from the past. And it's people seem to be able to travel through space-time really quickly. (laughs) It's just insane. And then The Perfection. What's the perfection? Uh-huh. How the hell do you describe the perfection? I don't it's even know. It's got like know. three twists in it. The movie actually rewinds twice. Yeah. Yeah, it's all a bit mental. It's like a stalkery. It's about first two... half hour is like a stalkery, um, murderous thing, which then twists into a bit of a, a, a torture thing. Then we get a revenge flick for the last 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. It's gory. There's more limbs and arms being chopped off. It's messed up. It's messed up. It's proper messed up. I don't know if it's batshit crazy. It's weird. It's weird. But it's it's actually quite a decent film. I don't think I think I'd discount it from this one. Okay. Personally. Is there anything jumping out at you that you... Uh, all my friends are dead, I think. Okay. For the for the sheer insanity and that the the last forty minutes of it when it all goes to shit. I it, think it's it, it, it's really well done. I think it's between that and Paradise Hills. Okay. Just because of how ridiculous the storyline is in Paradise Hills. Paradise Hills is it is crazy and you get no hint of anything that no, is coming it just appears and then yeah exactly <laughs> oh there's been this rosebush goddess all the lo- all the way along <laughs> yeah okay well, whatever mate I, one's I, well done one's badly done they're both batshit both, crazy, both, both batshit crazy. I, i'm happy to go with all my friends are dead i think that some of the death scenes in that are brilliant sure and it just, it's just non-stop someone, it, somewhere like purpose accidental it's it is yeah it, there's there's some done for comedic effect some are just brutal i i i think once it starts it never stops yeah and yeah i think we'll give it to that i think it's a worthy winner congratulations to the cast and crew of all my friends are dead you've got a botska you want to move on to the fourth one let's do it best death talking of good deaths <laughs> we've got death by rocket launcher from triple threat we've got the throat rip from He Never Died. Wet Crunch from John Henry. Uh, the executions of Wednesday and Saturday in What Happened to Monday. That's half the days of the week. <laughs> and then Throat Plaster slash Bus from I Don't Feel at Home in This World Anymore. Yeah, I think they're all great deaths. They're all great, great deaths. Let's talk through them. Triple Threat's rocket launcher death. Uh, a man shoots a woman with a rocket launcher and she explodes into a million pieces. Literally point blank Yeah, with a rocket launcher. It's a real sit up and think fucking hell. That's an amazing <laughs> moment. That's such a great moment for that film. Yeah. Triple Threat's a really good film, to be fair. Fun. Uh, yeah, real, real fun movie. Throat Rip from He Never Died. 
Henry Rollins rips a dude's throat out and then eats it. <laughs> he does. That is a thing that happens. In the sort point. of reveal that this guy is an undead angel slash demon slash sort of god. Cain, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wet crunch. John Henry. Remind me. <laughs> John Henry mashes Ludacris's head in with a massive hammer and the subtitles just say wet crunch. <laughs> That's like the climax of the film, isn't it? it? Is, That's yeah. like how it finishes. Uh, it's on he does it on his like front garden, front garden. with all the all the neighbours watching. watching. Uh, Wednesday and Saturday are executed from what I, I couldn't pick between these two deaths in what happened to Monday. So Wednesday goes to jump off a building. Yeah. Uh, from one building to another. And she hangs on by her fingernails and then is just brutally killed by the agent chasing. Yeah. Uh, and then... Didn't she get shot in midair? Yeah. Yeah. And then a few minutes later, Saturday is um, trying to get info on their the prison guard yep. who one of their sisters yeah, yeah. has been sleeping with. And the agents just turn up into the flat and we see her executed yeah, via FaceTime. It's pretty horrendous. Again, just two brutal killings that yeah. you're like, oh... That's happened. <laughs> yeah, they Usually people get out of these situations. Two-seventh of the cast straight in like two minutes. Uh, and then in I Don't Feel at Home in This World Anymore, a man is hit in the throat with a plaster of Paris cast of his own shoe <laughs> uh, and then stumbles outside to be run over by a bus. Yeah, his throat kind of gets crushed so he can't breathe and yeah. then he runs in front of a bus. Again, it was really shocking because he was quite like a big character in that film and then he just dies. Yeah. I I don't think there's much discussion needed in this one. I think there's some good ones. There's some great ones. I have a personal favourite. <laughs> Me too. And I think it's going to be the same. You can't really go wrong with that sort of Raiders of the Lost Ark template. You know yeah. when Indiana Jones comes into that market square and there's the guy with the sword and he's giving it all that, oh, come on, fight me. Yeah. And then Indiana Jones just shoots him. Yeah. That's what happens in Triple Threat, but with a rocket launcher. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That that death is a real like, whoa, that was amazing. It's it you don't see it come in and she just explodes. And they don't hold back on it either. No. You see her explode. I think without a doubt, it might be the best death we've ever seen. That's up there. It's, it's right up there. And it, it it's definitely the winner for me in that one. Yeah. Yeah? hundred percent. Happy. Excellent. We're flying through these. Biff Award of the Evening is presented to the... Just scrolling through till I find it. Oh, this is one of my favourites. This is the Drowning in the Stream Award. Okay. So this award is presented to the person who we believe is a big name actor. Sure. Who, for some reason, has appeared in the film that we've done on Bottom of the Stream. Who's slumming it? Somebody's drowning in the stream. Down at the bottom of the stream. The nominations are... John Malkovich for Bullethead, Pierce Brosnan for Urge, Vincent Price for Bloodbath at the House of Death, Keanu Reeves in SPF 18, and Chris Elliott for Fratstar. Talk through them all, I guess. Sure. So John Malkovich is one of the main characters in Bullethead. There, there could be an argument that he is not the only one drowning in the street no. in this movie, because for... An- a reason which I cannot fathom, Bullethead is a movie about a killer dog starring John Malkovich, Oscar-winning Adrian Brody, Antonio Banderas, and Kieran Culkin. Yeah, it's got a heck of a cast. <laughs> and it's not that good. It's really not. <laughs> yeah, you could have nominated any of the four of them there. 
So why have we nominated John Malkovich? I think. So my idea of of putting forward Malkovich is that he is the one out of all of those who is phoning it in <laughs> completely. Much, I don't know. Not sure if I'm going to say better or worse. Uh, he's making little effort in this. He movie. barely stands up in most of it. Yes, he's sitting down for most of the film. Yeah, he's uh, he's definitely drowning in the stream. There, I don't know why he made that film. It's a strange one. Pierce Brosnan in Urge kind of plays what we decided was the devil. Yeah, like the but actually, satanic. At least he goes for it. Yeah, he proper acts in it. The he's monologue, not in it a lot. The mon- he's, yeah. uh, he's basically in three scenes. The yeah. monologue he has at the end in the boat where he's he's sending the the, yeah. the drug to New York to take over the world is is all right. Yeah, I don't know why he's in that movie. No, nor do I. Uh, Vincent Price in Bloodbath at the House of Death is mind-boggling that he's in this movie. This is a 80s comedy horror, I guess, TV Fast. movie. Fast movie. Yeah. That was just written and just basically written for Kenny Everett to have something to do. It's full of British 80s comedians. Sure. And then Vincent Price just shows up as the bad guy. Yeah. It's so and leaves random. about as quickly as, as he turned did. up. It was so very random. Uh, Keanu Reeves in SPF 18. He's in it for like two, it's a cameo. for like five, five seconds, but he is a big plot point. Yeah, it's the, the whole film set in his house. Yeah. I assume he's friends with the director. I, th- I think so. And Chris Elliott in Front Star. What is Roland shit doing in this film? It's <laughs> a very good question. Why is anybody in that film? Yeah. Front Star is one of the most offensive films we've ever watched. It's it's just horribly awful. When Chris Elliott is in this movie is talking to um his son about truffle butter. Yeah. It's one of the worst moments I've ever seen on this show. <laughs> I agree. Why is this guy doing this movie? I don't know. I didn't I, need to do it. Why is anybody in this movie doing this movie? Because <laughs> it's it's awful. It's really awful. Um I would argue though that he's not a bigger star as the other four. So no, he's definitely slumming it. Yeah, he's but definitely he's, slumming he's, it, not but he's not as big a star as the others. Yeah, you can kind of understand why he's taking those those jobs. I I would discount him for that reason. I am discounting Keanu Reeves. Agreed, because it's a cameo. Yeah, and he's probably just friends with the director. I uh, for me, it's Malkovich or Brosnan. Oh really? Because I was thinking it's Price. Oh, so that's interesting. <laughs> Vincent Price at that point was one of the biggest film stars in the world. Okay. And then he's in that film with Kenny Everett that was probably just made for the BBC. It's very random. But th- to be fair, any of the three of them could win that. Um, my, my, my leaning, I think, is towards Malkovich. Okay. Bec- just because of the sheer distaste he seemed to have for being in, in the, the movie. movie. Yeah, that's fair. Pierce Brosnan, I don't think, is as famous as people think he is. He's James Bond. Yeah. But how how much do you see if you think if you stop and really think about it? How much does he actually work? How much do you see Pierce Brosnan? No, you don't. That's that's what I'm thinking. He's not as big a star as people think he yeah. is. So I I think I'd discount him for that reason. Fine, I'm okay with that. So for me, it's between Malkovich and Price. Yeah. It's a toss of the coin, isn't it? It is. They're, yeah. they're both massive actors drowning in the stream. That bullet has just so weird that all those stars are in it. I would, yeah, it's for, for really such weird. a sh- shit movie. I think you, if you're going to give it to Malkovich, you give it to him because he's in it. 
all the way through. Yeah. He's the main one of the main characters in it, whereas Vincent Price is in again three or four scenes. Yeah. So he probably just turned up for two days of filming. Malkovich has been was on that set the whole time that film was being made. Sure. John Malkovich for Bullethead? Yeah. I mean, well done. You can put it, John, next to all your other awards. I'm sure this will be will be pushing aside all your proper acting awards. <laughs> Congratulations to John Malkovich. You have drowned in the stream. Shall we have a bit of a break? Sure. We'll, um, induct a member into the captain's gallery, shall we? Okay. Shall I go first? You can go first if you so wish. I have chosen to add to our illustrious captain's gallery a lady okay. who has now appeared three times, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. On our show. Yeah. Uh, in season five. Yeah. She was in the stream table winning movie. She was indeed. Uh, and she put a great performance in the movie Villains. Uh, I'm nominating Micah Munro to our Captain's Gallery. I could not agree more with your nomination. I think uh, it's the, the greatest. We, great point. We also saw her in, I think it was season four, in Tau. Yeah. Which she was the best thing about that movie. Yeah, definitely. It was not hard, but yeah, she was. And then just a couple of weeks ago, a very younger version of her <laughs> starred in Flying Monkeys. Yeah. And you know what? She was pretty good in it. (laughs) It's funny, isn't it, how some people just appear more often than others on our show. Yeah. And for somebody to appear three times is pretty incredible. And yeah, I I have no issue with Michael Monroe going in there. Congratulations to her. She has been really good in in those three movies. They're not three good movies. No, not even slightly. Three good movies. There's one good movie out of the three of them. (laughs) Um, and yeah, she's going to be around for years. She'll be a yeah. She's going. Huge, she's huge going star. places. She's de- she's definitely going places. Welcome aboard. I get to put a picture of Michael Monroe upon yeah. my stream boat. We're next to Alexander Skarsgård, Robbie Amell, yeah, Mason Blair, yeah, and the girl who played Sierra Burgess. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's this is an in joke. What's she fucking called? <laughs> Shannon Purser. <laughs> yes. Michael Monroe becomes the second female entrant into the captain's gallery. <laughs> Not that we, we don't see gender on this show, but congratulations to Michael Monroe. No, I'd love to put an animal in. Yeah, absolutely. I've got no issue with putting an animal in. <laughs> it's difficult to get repeats. If the same animals. animal appears on more than one film. <laughs> Excellent. Shall we move on to our next award? Let's do it. Where are we now? We are... Uh... <laughs> there it is. <laughs> uh, was it your turn? I think it is my turn. Okay. Let's go. Uh, with some acting awards now and start with the best performance by a non-human so this is basically the best performance by somebody who isn't human correct <laughs> thanks i just put a clear <laughs> up i for the life of me considering this is the third one of these we've done cannot remember what inspired the creation of this award <laughs> i think it was the sharks from bait <laughs> If I remember right. It might also have been the fucking massive mountain in the dawn war. It was. That's what won the first one. Yeah. That's the, the inaugural winner of Best Performance by a Non-Human. Uh, the nominations this time around for the best performance by a non-human are Various Dogs in Bullethead, <laughs> uh, Marcellus the Backwards Merman from Arlo the Alligator Boy, 
Uh, Noah Centineo from SPF 18. <laughs> uh, the Rosebush Goddess from Paradise Hills. And the Rosebush Goddess from Apostle. <laughs> How have we seen two Rosebush Goddesses? <laughs> Uh, I think we've done Noah Centineo. I actually found out how you pronounce his name. <laughs> okay. Right, it's Centineo. Okay. So, I'm not going to change. No, I mean, Rob, <laughs> we've done Noah Centineo a disservice there. Have we? <laughs> for a start, he is a human. <laughs> Although his acting ability says otherwise. That's not the worst one we've seen. <laughs> no. It's the best film we've seen. It? it just really made me laugh when I saw that you'd written that on there. <laughs> well, uh, to be honest, I think he's a strong contender. <laughs> okay. In this category. Uh, I think there's one winner in this category. Oh, do you? One winner only. I'm not sure. I think this really? is open. I uh, Yeah, who are you? you... So, I'm... Bullet, all right, let's start. Bullethead. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Dogs in Bullethead. A, a, a film I didn't expect us to talk about <laughs> this much. Uh, it's full of loads of dogs. There's dogs in it. Dogs are cool. Dogs are cool. And it's difficult to m- do a movie about dogs. And this has got some really hench, massive dogs in it. <laughs> really has. Uh, and they're cool. Yeah. So good on them. Uh, Marcellus is a backwards merman. Yeah. So he's... Fish top, human legs. Yeah. And he's a hilarious supporting character in Arlo the Alligator Boy. Yeah. When he leans out of that... Shaq and just shouts at Arlo and his mate to get a room in a kid's cartoon. Really made me laugh. Yeah, uh, Noah Centineo, species to be determined, <laughs> <laughs> is a Netflix bit of chiseled granite. Yes, uh, SPF 18's the best film he's ever done in his life, um, and probably will be the best <laughs> film he's ever done in his life. And then there's two plant based goddesses carnivores yeah how has that happened in two films it still blows my mind that that that's happened twice uh there is the island goddess in both paradise hills and apostle yeah it's virtually the same character yeah they're virtually exactly human flesh to power, to the, power island. the island yeah i it one done really well one done absolutely terrible it can only have happened ever twice in a film and we've managed to do both of them yeah, within two seasons it does me um, I don't know what you're thinking, because I'm not sure where I'd want to, who I want to give this to. I think I give it to Marcellus the Backwards Merman. Okay. Because <laughs> you said Merman, and it really made me laugh. <laughs> I, he's the comedy highlight from that comedy film. Yeah. He's very funny in it. And like you said a minute ago, that line gets him that award for me. Um, I think the Rosebush Goddesses cancel each other out. It sounds ridiculous, yeah, but I, I think they cancel each other <laughs> out. That's true. <laughs> Noah Centineo is a human. <laughs> as much as we don't like to admit it and we can't just give an award to various dogs <laughs> just like I, there's some dogs out there have yeah, this award have this award it's, it's Marcellus the backwards man, man. Uh, he's a great character isn't he, he is. he's he really, really is. angry at people because he's he's had to spend time in an aquarium yeah. so he hates kids he doesn't like he doesn't like loud noises yeah and so he hates people have kids. just tapped on the glass all the time yeah and he, he just spends the rest of the movie shouting at kids and people and moaning and he's a really fun character. He's the funnest character in that fun film. Yeah. I think it's Marcellus the Backwards Man. I'm on board. Yeah? Let's do it. Cool. Well deserved. Is that what you were thinking? or you? Were... I, it, it was, but I kind of almost you did want to give, it to, to give it to Noah Santino. <laughs> but strictly speaking, he's probably a human. Probably. Almost, if not definitely. 
Um, number eight, the eighth award of the season. We're getting right through this now. Uh, we're moving on to humans. We're moving on to worst performance by a human. Whoa, this is tough. <laughs> this is tough. This is tough. The nominations are Hero, Beauregard, Faulkner, Fines, Tiffin for After, Army Hammer for Wounds, Connor Lawrence for Fratstar, Lee Bain for Werewolves of the Third Reich, and Eli Brown for The Fuck It List. I don't know if I can call it. Uh, it's a really tough one because they're all fucking terrible. Uh, if you're talking worst performance by a human in the actual real world, then it's Army Hammer. It's just the worst human. He's <laughs> <laughs> just a really bad human as it is. Uh, but by the same token, I don't want to give him an award or no, really same. mention him again. We, um, so we we suspended. We're ruling um, him out. We suspe- We gave it to a bad human last time. Yeah. We suspended. Um, what's his name? Noel Clark. Yeah. He's the current. Is the current holder or the first holder? I think, I think he was the, the first, first holder. Time. So yeah, we can't just have two cancel people win that award. So we we discounting Army Hammer. Do Connor Lawrence from Fratstar and Eli Brown from the Fucket List cancel each other out because they are both similar fratty young rich movies. They're basically the same character in two different movies. Yeah. I would I, I would think argue Connor that... Lawrence is one of the worst performances. I think he's worse than Eli Brown. As an actor. As a performance, yes. I think the character of Eli Brown plays in the fucking list is worse. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, I think maybe they do cancel each other out for that reason. Which leaves us with Lee Bain from Werewolves of the Third Reich and Hero Beauregard, Faulkner Finds Tiffin from After. They are two of the worst performances we have ever, ever, ever seen. Agreed. Werewolves of the Third Reich is a terrible, terrible movie. After is a terrible movie but thinks it's a good movie. And Hero Beauregard Faulkner finds Tiffin thinks he's a good actor. Lee, Lee Bain, so wooden. Lee Bain doesn't think he's a good actor. He knows he's also wooden, but knows knows the, who he is. The bit, the, that first scene in Werewolves of the Third Reich in the bar, where yeah. Lee Bain is an English actor doing an American GI, yeah. trying to, to do a to German, German accent. <laughs> it's like, it, oh, there's levels. There, are, yeah, <laughs> it's like through the looking glass. And he's so he does an English German American accent. Yeah, right. It's it's terrible. Oh, it's, it's, but Werewolves of the Third Reich is a low budget B movie. Yeah, after a highly successful franchise. Hero Beauregard Faulkner finds Tiffin is it's one of the greatest names I've ever heard for a start. But it's a, also one offensively of the worst performance. bad performance. Yeah. The, the he displays he's supposed to be this like ah oh, you know moody. He's got, he wears a Ramones t-shirt, so you yeah. know he's a bad boy. Badass. Uh, and he has got no chemistry with any of his co-stars. Yeah. He has zero emotion in this emotive love story. Yeah. He is as wooden as it is possible to be. Yes. And they went and made another four movies. They did. <laughs> they did. And they're still making them. It's still happening. Hero Beauregard Faulkner finds Tiffin. I, I struggle to find the words to... To tell everyone how bad he is in that movie. Agreed. He's awful. An absolute charisma vacuum. <laughs> yeah? Yes. Congratulations. Well, congratulations? Yes. Mm. Congratulations, a- Hero. An award's an award. Hero Beauregard Faulkner finds Tiffin. <laughs> that brings us on to the ninth award of the evening. I said at the beginning there was ten, uh, ten but there's actually eleven. This is the eighth award. Yeah. No, we've just done the eight. Oh, no, of course. We awarded our captain's gallery. Uh, of course Sorry. we did. Sorry, my, my mistake. Uh, 
Yes. Let's look on the positive side. Yeah. And award the best performance by a human. We have the nominations. Sally Field for Hello, My Name is Doris. Tuppence Middleton for The Disappearance at Clifton Hill. Uh, Najee's Rashidi for Under the Shadow. Jorge Garcia for Nobody Knows I'm Here. And Dan Stevens for Apostle. Okay. We talk through them? Yeah. Sally Field, Hello, My Name is Doris. Sally Field acts her little socks off in that film. Absolutely glues that movie together. Completely. That movie is her movie and it's all about her talent. And a, a movie which, when it came out of the randomizer, I thought, I'm not looking forward to watching this. Same. It's a movie about an older lady falling in love with a younger guy. And I was like, oh, it's just going to be cookie cutter. Yeah. No, it's great. It's great. It's funny. It's it's likable. It's sweet, uh, and she's amazing in it. Cheers. And but sh- should we be surprised? It's Sally Field. Exactly. She's an Oscar winner. She's a wonderful actress. Yeah. It's, it's her movie. She's in every scene, and she's wonderful in all of them. Yeah. Tuppence Middleton in the disappearance of Clifton Hill. Kind of a movie which I just kind of forgotten about, but. Which I is, don't mean that as an insult. Yeah, which is crazy when it was at the top of the stream for so long. Yeah, and then I started thinking about it all over again. Yeah. And I thought, oh yeah, I remember how much I liked that movie. It was great. Which was kind of low budget, but did did had its little mystery and it was really good and it had a really ambiguous, open-ended climax mm. which you could draw your own con- conclusions to. And Tuppence Middleton was great as the lead. She was. In it. Really was. Najas Rashidi for Under the Shadow? I mean, it's kind of a showy role, isn't it? Yeah. She gets to do a lot, but she's really good. This really this good is our Iranian fair. movie, Under the Shadow, where where um a woman and her daughter are pursued and held hostage at the same time in their flat by some evil spirits yeah she really gets to act like sally field in that one is she's in every scene and she really gets to act yeah. for it all she, she plays that part really well uh jorge garcia for nobody knows i'm here it's the dude from lost singing <laughs> yeah and again this is his movie it's he's in every scene and he's he plays this like shy loner yeah it's like a hermit with a hidden talent yeah it's good i i, I i'm a little bit biased on that one I'm not going to lie. And then Dan Stevens in Apostle. Yeah. It's a fucking incredible performance. It really is. It really is. Considering he's not the main character in that film. Is he not? Do you not think he is? Yeah, I would say so. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, he probably is, to be fair. I was just thinking Michael Sheen's in it, but... (laughs) Yeah, Dan Stevens is great in that. that But he's not... I'm always weighted for, like... I, I always... What I've learned about myself is I tend to lean both in how I rank the movies in the stream table and with some of these in like what took me by surprise. Yeah. Because I know Dan Stevens is a good actor. Yes. And I was pretty sure going in Apostle was going to be a good movie. Because it, it was really, directed really by Gareth Evans. Yeah. And, I, and it really was. So for that reason, I kind of want to maybe rule that out okay it's fine I'm happy I don't with know where you that stand out. on no I'd, I'd, I'd agree I think I'd rule that out as well 
for and it pains me to say this for a similar reason. I think I'd rule out Sally Field. Yeah, I think it that follows just, the same logic. It does because as much as she is excellent in that film, you know she's got it in her. Yeah, exactly. But we are talking best performance by a human, and she is a human, and she does a pull, pull, pull in a great performance. I, I'm really drawn. I'm really drawn to Jorge Garcia, who nobody knows I'm here, just because I love that guy to pieces. But I think, I I think Najas Rashidi maybe has this one. I think you're right. Which surprises so, me to say, when you look at the the quality. Though all of those are great. All of those nominations are great, and you look at the quality there. I think I, I, think I remember my, ta- my comments at the time about the, the Jorge Garcia performance is, is it still, are you doing as much acting if you're not doing anything? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you saying that and me being mortally offended by it. But yeah, because, but his facial expressions in that. Yeah. Sell that movie. And then when he does sort of become an angry bear. Yeah. Part way through, not literally. But when <laughs> he does that really well, doesn't he? Yes, you he forget does. how big this guy is. Yeah, he's massive. And actually, you know, he is a is he is dangerous when 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 his temper is. I I will just give a quick shout out to Tuppence Middleton. Yeah, absolutely. Because that is a real it's low the disappearance of Clifton Hill is a really low key sort of noir y Yeah. It's basically a detective flick, isn't it? She's yeah. not a detective, but, but she's she's, she's, she's investigating a, a disappearance. Yeah. And I had, like it's you, low key. It's a really good performance, yeah. and she drives the movie, and she's believable. Like you said earlier, I haven't really given it much thought since, but now you've started talking about it, it's coming all coming back. To yeah, me, and it's like yeah, it's a really good film. Yeah, and there was a reason why it stayed at the top of season five for so long as it did. I think it's Najee's Rashida. I think it is. I think. She, she's great. Like you said a minute that. ago, we're looking for surprising performances and we weren't expecting anything from that film. Yeah. And it's actually good. Yeah. And she's excellent. She's brilliant. It. She is. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Congratulations to Najis Rashidi. You are a human. You have done the best performance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next award of the evening goes to the biggest waste of time. The worst film Potentially the worst film we've seen in the last two seasons of Bottom of the Stream. And we do the stream tables. So in theory, the worst film should be either the two at the bottom of the stream. It doesn't always work like that. No. And so there's five nominations in this category. Is it my turn to run through them? Yeah. Nomination number one is Room 205. Then Frat Star, The Fuck It List, Secret Obsession, and The Hungover Games. So both films that did finish Bottom of the Stream table are obviously both there. Uh, was that Frat Star on the bucket list? Yeah. But then you've got films like The Hungover Game, Secret Obsession, and Room 205, which are also terrible movies. <laughs> like, all five of those are easily five of the worst films we've ever seen on this show. Okay. Room 205 was a Danish haunted... University uh, dorm. Yeah. Now, I think that's a contender. Yeah. Because... I couldn't even hate watch that. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. It's it's so boring. I didn't have it's, fun in how bad it was. Yeah, it was dull as dishwater. There was not even any entertainment to get out of how bad it was. It Similarly, was... so that was from season five. Yes. Similarly, from season six, Secret Obsession. Dull as dishwater again. It's, like you say, there's just nothing fun about it. TV movie, woman scorned. Yeah. Sort of, you, you see this on... Oh, they're ten a penny. Yes. 
Um, really boring. <laughs> Terribly boring. Boring movie. Terribly boring. Uh, against that, we've got three of the worst movies we've ever watched. Yeah. Actually offensive. Yeah. Backwards movies. Yeah. Frat Star, The Fuck It List, and The Hungover Games. Yeah. Ah, this is a tough. This is a tough call as well. Frat Star is mortally offensive. The Fuck It List is really, really, really bad. And The Hungover Games is just, just stupid. I don't understand why it exists. Nor do I. Frat Star is racist, homophobic. sexist, misogynistic, homophobic. It's awful. It's not funny. It's one of the worst films I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. I think that's where I'm leaning. I, I, I wouldn't be against that at all. Any of the, the four or five of them could win that. Yeah. But. It is only challenged, realistically, when I start to break it down in my brain by the fuck it list, which is, in many ways, quite they're, the double header. They're very similar movies. I think Secret Obsession and Room 205 cancel each other out because they're both as boring as each other. The Hungover Games just should never be talked about in public again. That's so, one of those parody movies, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it's a parody of The Hunger oh, Games. It's, oh, oh, it's painful. But Frat Star and The Fuck It List are terribly offensive, terrible movies. But I think Frat Star... Yeah, oh, it. Frat Star also makes light of mental illness, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah. So I, I think it's that for me. Yeah, I think it is. I think the the movies like that should just didn't, should just get in the sea. Yeah. And I think that's where we need to put it. Chuck it back at the bottom of the stream and let it wallow there. Uh, congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> congratulations to the casting crew for Atstar. One of the worst films I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, not even just on the show, just in general. One of the worst films ever made, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible movie. Um, and it did finish bottom of the stream. So It did. Sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't. Right, I think it's my turn to nominate somebody into the captain's gallery. It is. Um, I think there's only one man who should be in there who isn't in there. Okay. Um, I think we've mentioned him numerous times over the show's history. And I think he's also appeared in three films. Yeah, and someone who I think maybe we've been hesitant of like, oh, do we bring him in? Yeah. Because he's a pretty big name. <laughs> but He's definitely the biggest name that's going to be in there. He's synonymous with... He has been synonymous with the sort of movie that we yeah. cover. He's been, he could have easily been, he's been in three movies we've done. He could have easily been in more. Like oh, one yes. a season easily. Yeah. There's there's plenty on there. Yeah. In his back catalogue. I'm putting Nicolas Cage into the captain's gallery. Welcome, Sir Nick. Welcome aboard, Sir Nick. Um, I've seen two Nicolas Cage films in the last week. Okay. They've both been incredible. Definitely not top, uh, bottom of the street. <laughs> Definitely so. not bottom. So I watched Pig as well. I didn't mention it on the way, but I watched Pig. And I also watched The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. I think there's, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent is what cemented it for me. Because like I said in The Wave, on Monday's episode of The Wave, he is completely aware and he's self-aware of who he is and what he does for a living. And I think that made me look at him in a different light. Sure. In the fact that he's just making these movies. He doesn't care if they're good or bad. He's just actor. He just wants to act and that's what he's doing. But some of the movies that he does... Like, that's all well and good. But please, don't make any more movies that I have to watch where you're wandering around in a leopard posing pouch. <laughs> so that's that, Between Worlds. Oh, that was, that was so a, bad. That was our first experience of him on the show. Yeah. Uh, we then went on a podcast to talk about Nicholas Cage. We, we guested on the Cage's Kiss podcast. Yeah. Rest in peace to that. We we talked about Matchstick Men, didn't we? Did, we did, indeed. That was a good... Probably three years ago. Yeah. I'm getting on for... Uh, then season two's finale was two eleven two one one two or three yeah I think it was two. 
Um, Which and- was good. It was shit, but fun shit. It's a buddy cop movie. Yeah. And then we moved on to Left Behind, which is the third, his preferred for his third appearance on the show, which kind of changed our lives, changed everything for us, Left <laughs> Behind did, because we then went on to watch three other movies that are called Left Behind. Um, Nicholas Cage is a shoe in for the Captain's Gallery, and he should he definitely is fully deserving of being in there. And I am sure he is a sort of permanent threat for on the randomizer given how many of his there are definitely nick cage films on lower movies are on netflix yeah there are definitely long long list entrants of nicholas cage movies yeah. congratulations to michael monroe and nicholas cage the 2022 class for the captain's gallery make yourself a home guys <laughs> come in you're always welcome now we'll put a movie on <laughs> as long as it's not left behind or between worlds which brings us to our final award of the evening Ah, We've yeah, the big the, one. The headline act. Nobody slapped anybody yet, which is good. <laughs> um, this is the Shiniest Gem Awards. Nick, could you read the nominations? The nominations for the Shiniest Gem are Villains, The Invisible Guest, Apostle, Under the Shadow, SPF 18. Fuck you, Roscoe. <laughs> and <laughs> The Disappearance at Clifton Hill. Six nominations there. Yeah. Shiny's Gem is basically the best film we've watched. The, we look for gems at the bottom of Netflix and we find the shiniest. This would be the shiniest one of the last Sure. Year. Let's talk through them in order. Okay. Villains. Villains won season five. It of did win, the se- win season five. Uh, starring our recently inducted Michael Monroe. Yeah. It is a black... Also stars Bill Skarsgård, his brother of another yeah. inducted member of it the... It is a, a black comedy crime movie. Yep. About a uh, couple of small-time crooks who more than meet their match uh, out on the road. And uh, and it's truly excellent. It's really funny. It's really funny. It's a very, very good movie. It's dark. It's gory. Yep. It's cool. It is very cool. Uh, the Invisible Guest is a Spanish crime thriller. Yeah, it is a thriller. There's no other way to describe it. With... Pretty cool twist at the end. Yeah, really nice. And a couple Neat of twists twist. in the middle as well. Yeah, it twists all over the place. You never quite know where who's telling the correct story yeah. in that film. We, it's, it's full of unreliable narrators. Yeah, and it really works. And then the twist brings it all together at the end. Apostle. Say no more about Apostle. They do. Okay. <laughs> uh, it was chosen by uh, our patron Sam Mulholland yep. as his wild card for season six. It finished top of the table. It is an incredible film. It is. Under the Shadow. Yep. Finished second. Yeah. It was also a wild card choice. It was my wild card choice. Uh, it's the aforementioned Iranian demon y ghost horror movie. Yep. I loved it. And horror movies, I find tough to love a lot of the time. Yeah, you do. Uh, SPF so. 18 is the surprisingly lovable Keanu Reeves based. <laughs> Californian rom-com. Yep. It's, it's intentionally bad and it's a piece of art. Yeah. That's what it is. It's an intentionally bad movie. And it is it is parodying those movies like Fratstar and The Fuck It List. Yep. Um, Somebody's gone out and gone, people say you can't, nobody makes an intentionally bad movie and then gone out and made a movie that's intentionally bad to parody bad movies. <laughs> and... I don't know if we've made that narrative up no. to, to hit it off, but I 
I'm a hundred percent made by an actual that's artist. It's made by an actual artist, and it is a piece of art. And then rounding out the nominations is the disappearance at Clifton Hill. Yep, which we've mentioned previously in the last couple of nominations. I have a favourite. I have a favourite. Oh, interesting. <laughs> interesting. Uh, do you want to rule any out first? I think I would... I would rule... <laughs> I'm going to rule out SPF 18. Yeah, me too. But mainly because we put it in to be a bit facetious, but also because it, I genuinely do think it's a really good movie. Um, but it isn't... It was good. a lovely surprise. It, right, it was. Yeah. And... We we have had it's been the source of many an argument in our Discord, yeah. and but it isn't as good as the rest of him, and that's a fact. I would probably also rule out the disappearance of Clifton Hill. Me too. As much as I it's, love it's that it's a film, plucky it's, little trier. Yeah, but it's not on the level of the rest. Agreed. Then I'm in trouble. Okay, because those four are all brilliant. I do have a favourite. I have a next. I think I've got a three. So I've got I've got a next one of those four. I think one of them is under. Is significantly. Okay. Worse than the other three. Under the shadow. Uh, no, invisible okay. guest. Interesting. Yeah, I'd agree with that. If I if I if I'd got to pick, which I do have to pick, I would probably rule out invisible guest as well. Okay. So, but that now it's tough. Yeah. Is, your, is it the one you pick still there? I presume yeah. so. Yeah, mine too. Right. <laughs> Quite interesting. You've if got it's going to be the same both, one or not? You've got both. Season winners, season five's winner, villains, and season six winners, apostle, and then under the shadow is second this season. Yeah, season six. So we right, we we got it right. Whatever we did with the stream tables, we got it right. What what you? Which one? Go, just hit me with it. Villains. Okay, that wasn't the one I was thinking. Okay. <laughs> we save, I, save the debate to the last category. I was going apostle, but I'm also I'm not against under the shadow winning it and. That sounds ridiculous, but it wouldn't be the first time that a film that didn't top the team stream table won this award. No, that's fine. I it's think not it's all about happened both times. It's not all about topping the table. No, it's not. We're also considering what was what, like, say, what was the biggest surprise? What, what, yeah. you know, the, this is There's different considerations here than there are when we yeah. put things in the stream table. The, the best film might not be the one I would say. Go and watch this. The, no, because Apostle is. I would probably say the best film on there. Yeah. But there's oh, there's not that many people I'm going to go and say, go and watch, go and watch Puzzle. Puzzle, you'll have a really good time. Because fuck me, it's an experience. <laughs> it really is. It's a real visceral experience. There's a lot of blood and guts and gore in that. So so we're taking all that into account. Uh, but Villains is more my kind of the sort of film I would... I think that's the thing, isn't it? This is steer towards very much the difference between me and you is the fact that villains is a you movie and Apostle and Under the Shadow are me movies. Yeah, but I also really loved Villains. I thought it was great. I think all three of those movies are great, and it's Look, real all worthy winners. All absolutely we got worthy winners. <laughs> get it down to two, then that'll be first. Let's get it down to two. I think <laughs> so. I'll, I'll, villains or Apostle? Okay. It's it sounds silly to have them both there but they're they're both at the top of the stream for a reason they're both yeah. the wonderful movies it pains me to take under the shadow out because i think you did a really good job of picking that any other season you'd have won this season's wild card race oh it was so, seriously it was so close it i remember really from was. that episode any other season you'd have won that and under the shadow paper thin between under the shadow and apostle they're both wonderful films and I, there's 
there's definitely people I would say go and watch Under the Shadow because yeah. it's really really well made film but so we're down with there yeah, we're between villains and apostle is between season five's winner or season six's winner <laughs> it's between nick and me because i don't know how to decide i, I don't know how because i'm not gonna because... say i don't want apostle because it's brilliant no and I had so a it's fantastic villains. film and I had a fantastic time i i agree i think villains is also wonderful i think uh, you're right one one's my slightly my sort of film more slightly more my sort of film one's slightly more your sort but of we film. both loved both of them yeah oh, it's real tough it's real tough. How do we decide? I genuinely don't know. Do we do rock, paper, scissors? <laughs> do we toss a coin? <laughs> How do we decide? They're both of those films are worthy. I'm happy for world. either to win. So Same. if you want to decide by a toy co- a a coin cost, that's toy cost. Or a fist thump. I don't mind. <laughs> Can we do that? Is that allowed? I guess it's our show. We do what we fucking want. Sure. I haven't got any coins though. I think I have got something. Okay. Hang on. I'm just reaching into my this- trousers. <laughs> we can't toss that <laughs> this isn't a d- we're going to do this we're going to choose the winner of this by a toy cast <laughs> a coin <laughs> toss because neither of us can say that but this is not a bad thing about either of those two movies no both of those movies I, in I'm not being disingenuous I'm perfectly happy for either of them to win both of them are fully deserving of winning we okay. just there's no way we're ever going to come to a decision other than doing this what coin have you got I got 50 pence piece Heads for villains, tails for apostle. I would say. I was going to call tails because <laughs> okay. you prefer head. Okay. So. <laughs> Depends. Who's, yeah. Carry on. Okay, fine. Heads for apostle, tails for villains. Go. I've done it. It's a head. It's a head. It's apostle. It's apostle. You look disappointed. No, I'm not. It's, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Apostle is a worthy winner of that award and in any other season probably would have been up there as well. Um, the Villains, again, is a great movie yeah. and they, they're both fully deserving of winning that award and it, for it to come down to a coin toss between two movies for us is insane. Yeah, it's great. It's great. They're great movies. That's it. That concludes the 2022 Botsker Awards ceremony. Well How'd done to all went? the winners and if you win something that's terrible... You deserved it. Be better. So. <laughs> right, this episode's running really long. We've got one last thing we need to do. Oh, yeah. We need to pick episode one of season seven. We do, you're right. Of Bottom of the Stream. Should we call on Robin? Let's do it. Robin! Right. Robin's, Crank her up. And Robin's here. Hey, is you, you see Robin as a girl? Yeah, I do, yeah. Do you? Yeah, do you not? No. Oh. How interesting. I've, I've never given any thought. No, I just had her. I just, I've just always assumed it was a him. Oh, wow. We'll ask him next time he pops. We'll ask them next time they pop up. Look, you, Robin can choose whatever pronouns Absolutely. he or we don't, she wants. We don't see gender in this, in this show. We've said that before. So I, we, I live in a house of women, so that's <laughs> probably my... I live in a house uh, on my own. <laughs> Shall we call on him to pick his first film for season seven? Let's do that. Season seven, that still blows my mind that that's happening. Are you ready? Yes. Robin has selected a film called Target. Okay. Any ideas? None whatsoever. What do you think it is? That could be anything. I'm going for I think it's a... about an American supermarket. <laughs> I was thinking like uh, some sort of like special ops unit going to okay. take down a target. A target. Interesting. Um, what it actually is, is an Indonesian comedy thriller. Oh, brilliant. That is described on here as Silly Saw. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> which i'm excited by because i love the saw movies 
Do you want to know the synopsis? Yes, please. Nine people are forced to play a lethal game in which only one of them can survive after they become trapped in an empty building. Okay, fine. It's Indonesian. Make that funny. Currently rated at 3.9 out of 10 on IMDb. Oof. We're starting low. We're starting low for season seven. Also, interestingly, everybody who's in it uses their real first and last names. I love it when that There's no character names in this film. <laughs> so yeah, an Indonesian film to start off season seven. Okay. We've been to Indonesia before? I think we have, haven't we? We've had Indonesians in our movies. I don't know if we've done a specific Indonesian-made movie. Nor do I. I suspect so. not. I suspect not too. So we'll start season seven with one. So go out, watch Target. Yep. And in the meantime, check us out on Instagram, on Twitter, and on Letterboxd at B-O-T-S underscore podcast. If you want to drop us an email, our email address is bottomofthestream at gmail.com. And our website is bottomofthestream.com. On the website, you'll find every episode we've ever recorded. All six full season stream tables now. And you can even get some merch if you want to buy a bottom of the stream. Plant pot. Plant pot. Good call. I need some new plant pots. Yeah. Um, after you've done all that, head over to Patreon, patreon.com slash bottom of the stream. On there for a couple of quid every month, you will get early access to episodes. You will get bonus episodes. You will get a newsletter that Nick writes, Nick writes every month. We'll send you some stickers. And you can even, if you come in at the top level, you'll get a wild card. So you can pick the film that we watch the following week. After you've done all that, head over to Discord. We are doing watch along. We never even mentioned the watch along that we did. This no, week. we do. We're doing watch alongs in Discord, which is a lot of fun. We all get together, watch a film, and chat all the way through it. We watched Diana the Musical a couple of weeks ago. It was very much fun. So do that. Come and join us with that if you want to. And yeah, that's it. That's me done. That's fine. Uh, if you have got a few minutes spare, please consider leaving us a review anywhere you can review or rate podcasts. Give us a rating, leave us a review. It really helps with the algorithm and puts us in front of more people's eyes and therefore in their ears. We really appreciate it. We do indeed. I would say as well, we're starting off a new season. This is a great time to bring people on board. So if you know anybody that might be interested in this show, recommend us to them. Bring them in. Let them join this community. And uh, we'll start off season seven with some new people, hopefully. Yeah. So yeah, do all that and then go and watch Target and we'll be back on Monday for The Wave and next Thursday for Target. Season 7, we start again. Can't wait. Cheers. Bye.